Hi, my name is Simon Chesterman. I'm Dean of the National University of Singapore Faculty of Law. I'm joined by James Crabtree from the International Institute for Strategic Studies. And we're here to talk about a recent speech by Minister Chan Chun Singh uh, about Singapore's place in the world. And James, I mean, countries like Singapore for the longest time, at least a couple of decades, have been saying that we really don't want to choose between the great powers of China and the United States. And we've been hoping we wouldn't be forced to be. Um, but do you think that that tone has changed? Do you think there was something new in Chun Sing's uh, presentation at the Fullerton Forum that you convened the other week? I think the the art of speech writing is to say exactly the same thing that has been said before, but to say it in an interesting new way. And I think mostly that's what he tried to do. The Singapore government has a, a reasonably well fleshed out position on hoping very much that the US and China are going to come to some kind of new modus operandi, which means that you know they're not going to be best of friends, but they're also not going to degenerate either into economic or ultimately military conflict. I think what caught people's eye about the speech by Chan Chun Singh, who uh, we should say in passing is interesting because he's widely seen to be one of three candidates who might be the country's next uh, prime minister, was that he was trying to move away from the traditional framing of Singapore's position, which is, you know, we don't want to have to choose between these two countries to arguing that smaller countries like Singapore can, uh, in this new moment, have a bit more agency than they had before. So he he, he talked about this a notion of um, geostrategic entrepreneurship and uh, suggesting that small countries like Singapore can come together and try and find new ways to influence the big countries. So that was what jumped out for me. Yeah, I mean, I think that was one of the interesting contradictions, if you like, within the speech, that because the US and China are so powerful, we need them to lead, but they're not leading at the moment. Uh, they're in a, a kind of, um, if not detente, at least sort of their internal dynamics are such that neither is uh, really providing global leadership in areas we need it at the moment, whether it's climate change or addressing the pandemic. Uh, and so against that backdrop of weakness on the part of great powers, we have this idea of the kind of coalitions of the competent, that you're going to have smaller nations, as you say, being entrepreneurial with their norms. But if they're able for, to generate those norms and constrain the great powers, then maybe the great powers weren't so great anyway. So how does how does this affect both the bilateral relations between uh, Singapore, China and the US, uh, but also the idea that somehow Singapore is going to influence those great power relations between themselves? I think the model that the minister has in his mind um, is drawn from trade. So he used to be Singapore's trade minister. Um, and there are a few good examples of small countries coming together to begin to flesh out trade, trade agreements or new trade rules, which then other bigger countries follow. So uh, the, the big CPTPP trade um, deal, which America hasn't joined, but lots of other countries have, started out with only a handful of countries a decade ago. There's now also a new one to do with uh, digital trade uh, that is kind of providing a template. So I think that, that that's sort of what he has in mind. These small countries can come together, they come up with some new rules, and then gradually they tempt the bigger countries to, to come on board. I think the question is, if that does work in trade policy, which I, you know it might, does it work in, other, in any other areas? As in, could you imagine that being a way of solving the dispute in the South China Sea um, or regulating artificial intelligence, for instance, which I know is a, a topic kind of close to your given your more recent book. So I think that was the, that was the question. Um, 
can you can you set up these small coalitions of small countries in the hope that bigger countries will join them and does that model actually work yeah and i think that's really a case in part of uh chunxing's background as minister of trade and industry as you say uh every, every holding that one hammer every problem looks like a nail um but i do think there is an element in particular of of both china and the united states their embrace of international law and institutions that reflects a different perspective on economic ties i mean the as great powers uh one of the one of the the sort of summary history of international law is the desire for law to be more than one foreign justification for one foreign policy justification among others uh and it's really in the area of international international economic law that we saw for example half a century ago the united states helping set up the bretton woods institutions sorry more than half a century ago and more recently china uh joining the world trade organization embracing economic law in a way that it really wouldn't embrace other areas of law that affect what it regards as its core national interests so projecting forward james as we wrap up this conversation what do you think this conversation would look like if we called minister chan back in 10 years do you think he'd be saying the same same thing i mean i think that the interesting thing about this is it 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 provides small countries with a bit more feeling that there's something that they can do and it's but it, it's wrapped up in a rather more depressing picture which is that typically if you're a small country in the the, the so-called rules-based order you think well our our best option is to go to the world trade organization or to act through a big multilateral organization you know like the G20 for instance which Singapore has observer status the reason i think we're having to think about um in this in a different way is those organizations aren't working so i i fear that that perhaps this won't work quite as well as the minister thinks well as a mexican president once said so far from god so close to the united states and we might add china thanks james thank you